So this is Acts. So this is about Jesus going up to heaven. So it says, in my former book, so this is Luke writing right now. Um, he says, I wrote about all these things that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After he, his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. So this is just after he has risen again and he's with his disciples and he's given lots of proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the father has sent by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very own eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. Now they were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand there looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. So, can I um, now we've been doing like a, this is the end of sort of like a series that we've been doing about um, the DNA of our church and it's like a vision thing, a lot of churches do this in September, we look at the vision and we kind of think about the future of our church and when I saw this um, passage I was like, oh this is easy, okay this, this week week four we're just gonna pray that holy spirit come and you just like fire the vision for the rest of um our year and that bish bash bong done okay um but actually things have not been that simple and um in the last few weeks even though we've been doing things about our vision and looking at our dna which has been really exciting we have felt a bit of a wrestling nate and i um there's been a few things that have happened and we are just not sure what our vision is. We feel like there's some things that are rumbling. We definitely know that um, our DNA is good. So we've been looking at that and, um, and loving kind of the input from the people of what our DNA is and who we are as a church. And it's so good and it's so positive. And I'll, I'll read out some words in a minute about that. But actually... When rereading this passage in that context of wrestling and feeling a bit like something is rumbling, I actually think this passage speaks powerfully into our situation here at St. Mary's. So like the disciples, we too 
um, we're seeking direction and we're wanting things to be as they were. Like, you know, they were, they loved it when Jesus was with them physically. They wanted it to be like that still. Um, but actually, things were changing and he wasn't going to be like he was. So what now, they were thinking. And then Jesus gives them in the, in the passage, he gives them a, a present and a future vision. He gives them a command and a prophecy. So we're going to look at that today. What is this command and prophecy? And we're going to think about what is it that Jesus wants St. Mary's to be doing. So the command and the prophecy, it says, you will be my witnesses to the end of the earth. So in 1.8, he sets out clearly what the church is going to be doing, what the church should be doing until Jesus returns. This is a command. And how do we do this? We do this through the Holy Spirit. We know that, you know, we've read that countless of times. We can only do it through the Holy Spirit. We... The Holy Spirit will give us like a supernatural, I'm just going to keep throwing things on the floor, that's okay. It feels quite powerful, doing that. Um, and um, there's this guy called Richard Long, I think his name is Longnecker, I don't know. Anyway, Richard, he says, um, this commission lays an obligation on all Christians. The Christian church, according to Acts, is a missionary church that responds obediently to Jesus' commission. Okay, so that's our, that's our command, that's our job. The whole church, every single one of us, must take up this task. And this is an exciting task. It says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the end of the world. So that little tiny phrase, will be, that's present. But it's also future. So it's a command, but it's also a prophetic promise. And I think I've read um, that Luke probably wanted it to be both. So we as a church, we need to continue this out um, and obey this. But he also shows how God intervenes in strategic times and gives direction taking the mission to other cultures and other people and new things. And, you know, we know if we read through Acts, that happens all through Acts. So the Holy Spirit comes and he gives people visions or maybe dreams or some, somehow miraculous things happen and new places are, are, are done, are, are, are kind of conquered with Jesus. So this is a kind of a present thing, but it's also a prophetic thing. So new things, new people, new places. And so today, our call as a church is to be a missionary church. But we need to be open to when we think maybe God is changing our direction. And this is where we are now, Nate and I. We've been enjoying this sort of series, but in the background there's something wrestling, there's something feeling we're feeling a bit something. I don't know what the word is. And, you know, we don't want to, as a church, as leaders, we don't want to just sort of power through and be like, it's okay, let's just keep going, keep going, keep going. Because for us, keep going is leaving us with this kind of exhausted feeling. Um, 
We actually want Jesus to show us and move us and help us find out if what we are doing is right. Are we leading, living out the Great Commission in our church? And so I think we just feel like we need to, we want to take stock and pause and just think and pray if God is, what God is saying in this. And so over the last few weeks, we have been looking at our DNA and what does God saying through us as a, as a community. And it's so good. Like, it's so exciting. Um, and it's beautiful. And we've got, like, really cool words. I'm just going to read out a few that we kind of gathered over, over a few weeks. Um, things like warmth, acceptance. I've got a can-do attitude. We are aware of needs. We're inclusive. We love to give us support. We have a great sense of humor, or at least I do. Um, We are kind. We're understanding. We have variety in our church. We're flexible. We're honest. We're practical, and we're generous, and we're not judgmental. So that's like, that's who we are as a people. That's who we are as a church and a community. That's our DNA, which is so good. We're starting from a good place. But as we draw closing into this vision, what's our vision? That's the thing that we're like, hmm, not sure. Is it what it was before or is it something else? So I just wanted to be honest. This month has been hard for Nate and I. There's been a lot happening, like a lot, so much. Um, And sometimes it does feel like we are wading through treacle and we are feeling a bit faltering and a bit discouraging. I mean, it looks so fun, like it is so fun when we gather, so this is like my favorite part of my week. But in the week when we're really pressing in and we're doing lots of things, we, we are feeling a bit faltering. And so we're just wondering what's wrong. Maybe, maybe times are changing. Maybe we're not walking at the pace of Jesus. Maybe we've got some things slightly unbalanced. Because we have to keep taking stock. We have to think about us as a church. Are we just doing the things that we were doing before? Or are we bringing forth justice to this nation? Are we receiving power and being witnesses to the people around us. We don't want to just keep up with the Joneses, you know. We don't want to look like all the other churches around this area or, or anywhere else. We want to be who Jesus has called us to be as a St. Mary's community. And the encouraging thing is, God is so like used to problems like he he just I mean look at the world and Jesus when he was walking on the earth it's not like he had it easy right I mean poor guy I he had encounters all the time not even thinking about his own disciples like constant problems but what does it say about Jesus in Isaiah 42 God is actually speaking about his son Jesus 
and he says, here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him and he will bring justice to the nations. And we have to, when we read these things, we have to think, is this me? Because if I'm a Jesus follower, do I look like this as well? He will not shout or cry out or raise his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break. A smoldering wick he will not snuff out. In faithfulness he will bring forth justice. He will not falter or be discouraged till he establishes justice on earth. In his teaching the islands will, be, will put their hope. So actually what's so great is that we serve a God who does not falter or get discouraged. So why does it feel like sometimes we're faltering and getting discouraged? That's something that we need to think about. We serve an incredible God that does not falter or get discouraged. And if we're walking at his pace, and we're leaning in him, and we're doing exactly what he is telling us to do, that Jesus only did what the Father told him to do. So are we in our own personal lives, are we only doing what the Father is telling us to do? In our church, are we only doing what the Father is telling us to do? We don't want to do what we've always done, even in our own personal lives. Are we only doing what the Father is telling us to do? So what is the Father telling us to do? And we know it must be pretty important if it was the last thing that Jesus told us to do. It's the Great Commission. To be a missionary church, to be missionaries. So maybe this is time when we think, we take stock, we pause, we push in, and we wait for God. Because what, what's next? I mean, it's exciting. I love new things. So I don't like old things. I like thinking about new things. Let's ask, Lord, what are you calling us to do as a people? Um, And so we're asking you guys just to lean into this, to be prayerfully thinking about this in your own lives and then in the life of this community. And um, if you're new, if you're brand new and you're still exploring faith, like you are so welcome. The doors are open. We love you. We're a fun family. Trust us. Um, and, and we love gathering and our DNA will stay the same we just love each other you know community is key in our church that's our DNA we love each other love um, but if you if this is your church if this is if I've said this a few weeks ago if this is St Mary's you call this your spiritual home then Nate and I have been thinking about five things that we want you to really think about and really commit to as, um, as a member of this church. So number one, number one, we would love you to love Jesus. That is your number one priority as a follower of Jesus, to love Jesus. So we, we just, we hope that you can try and commit to organize your life around Jesus, push into him, love on him, um, Pray and read your Bible every day. Just push into him. Do not rely on a Sunday morning to be getting you through the week. It is not about Sunday morning. 
If you think about Sunday morning as like the stage, like the, the fun, big concert where we all gather and we praise Jesus and learn something maybe new, but actually it's midweek. It's every single day push into Jesus. Read that Bible. Come and talk to us if you need help. Love Jesus. That's number one, okay? Number two, live in community. So we've said this over months and months, and this won't change. We want us to live as a community. We might be doing some new things going forward in mission, but we are church, and church stays the same. Church is us. So whatever that looks like, we want us to gather together, try and find rhythms. So come on Sunday morning, commit to, please come, come on Sunday mornings. Also, join a home group. That's where we can have fun and eat together and, and read the word together and have fun. So, you know, talk to Nate and I if you're not in a home group. We'd love you to join one. Um, so, that's, so that's community. So that's meeting with each other and being friends. Number three, gather. So I've sort of spoken about that before, but really committing to gathering together on a Sunday morning. Whatever that might look like, um, gather together. Put that as your priority. You know, it's so easy to slip, but we want to be with each other on a Sunday, so please come. Church is not church if you're not here. Um, number four, serve. I mean, serving, maybe that's going to look like diff different. We're not sure, but serving, it's part of our spiritual journey. We should all be trying to serve Jesus in different ways, and that will look different for each person. So pray about that, and come and talk to Nate and I. We've got loads of ideas. Um, and number five, give. So we are a church in the most ancient sense. Okay, and that includes people of generosity. Everything that we do here is entirely because of the, what is given by our people. Um, we do not get money from the Church of England. We give money to the Church of England. And so we just wanted to say, again, I've said this before, 10%, that is the kind of spiritual like level that some people have done in the past and what we believe is a really good, easy kind of framework for um, going forward. And if that's too much, 1% would be amazing. Pray about it. Just start giving because we know that Jesus cares about your heart and he cares about your finances and all that comes there because what is our heart about, okay? We know those verses. So as a church, we commit to giving to Tear Fund, Compassion, Pays Team, all sorts of things, and we are regularly thinking and praying, are we giving our best? Are we giving our best? Um, oh, church leader, phone off, awful. Um, and as a church leader, it's a really tricky thing to talk about, money. It's so tricky, especially in England. You're way better in America at talking about it. Okay, but we are going to talk about it because it's, it's what leads us. It's, our, it's the thing that can hold us down. Um, yeah, and Jesus loves, loves you and wants you to be free of all sorts of things. And we will not be asking you to do this if we're not doing this ourselves. So Nate and I, as a household, we give 10% to our church, St. Mary's, and we give more to charities on top of that because we believe in giving. We have seen it release us in so many ways. It's so good for us. Um, so there is good work that this church is already doing, but maybe God is calling us to do more, something different. We're not sure. And all of this is no pressure, there's no spin, it's just an invitation, invitation from me, from Jesus, 
We just need to open our hearts and ask him what we're doing in this church. So, I'm going to draw it to a close now. But in our passage in Acts, um, it spoke about, at the end, I don't know if you remember, it says, the disciples stood in awe, looking intently up into the sky. And I didn't know this because I was doing a bit of study. Um, that that's used a few times in Luke, that to look intently. And actually, in Acts, it kind of links to quite a few miraculous things that happen. So I'd like us as a church to look intently up into the sky in this season. Expecting miracles, expecting direction, expecting God to move and lead us into new things. Because I really believe we all think this. We want to be mission makers. We want to be kingdom bringers. We want the floodgates to open and we want God to lead us in this. But remembering that this is not a stance that we should be standing in forever. Um, because in the story, in, the, in Acts, two angels then came up to them and gently rebuked them and said, look, come, you can't be doing that the whole time. There is a job to do. There's a great commission to get on with. And that is the last instruction Jesus gave, so it's pretty important. 